Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my iClarity podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest iClarity episode. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Sam and I want to welcome you to my iClarity podcast as part of my Health Summit series, which is going to be coming up January 14th to the 16th, 2022. I am bringing on the speakers and doing some interviews and today we have one of our featured speakers for the summit, Dr. Kirsten DeWitt. She is a licensed naturopathic doctor and acupuncturist with a focus on mind-body medicine. She uses her three-step holistic process to help people feel more correct, uh, connected in the mind-body. I love the mind-body as well. And she is going to be speaking about overwhelm and creating a sustainable health paradigm. So Dr. Kirsten, welcome to the show. I want to thank you for joining us today. And um, how did you get into this uh, this area in naturopathic medicine around overwhelm? Uh, give us a little background on that. Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me on. I always love chatting with you. We always have such great conversations, so I appreciate it. And I'm so excited for you know your upcoming event. Um, so how I got involved. Well, first with naturopathic medicine, with it being a holistic system, right? And same with traditional Chinese medicine, they're both holistic systems. Um, it was during school that I really saw how overwhelming stress has a direct impact on our physical well-being. And that was really, um, really pointing out this mind-body connection to me. So after school, I dove into, you know, other training and, and just learning more practices for how we can kind of reconnect the mind and the body together because of this uh, direct link, right? And we're seeing so much more research coming out of how, how directly connected the mind to the body is, whether that's through our immune system, through our gut health, our cardiovascular health, um, so many different ways. And you mentioned the three-part, you know, the, the three-part process that I walk people through. And to me, this is kind of how I view the whole person, right? So I always look at the, what I call the inner self. So this is like the core of who we are and moving out to our embodied self. And so this is more like that physical uh, layer and then out to what I call the interactive self. And this is more of how the environment impacts us and how we impact the environment and the world around us, how we show up in the world and how that impacts our, our health and well-being. Um, and so we can see even with overwhelm, how that really impacts these three different 
uh, layers as well. And I've just been, you know, through my own experience with overwhelm, I'm sure you <laughs> can recall just at, just going through school itself, right? That is such a, it can be a very stressful environment and it's a lot of work, balance, you know, trying to maintain balance through school and through work. Um, and then add on top of that a pandemic, right? I think so many of us can really relate to this feeling of stress and overwhelm. So uh, just seeing the way that it really can manifest and impact at so many different layers, um, to me, it's just a really important topic to, to talk about and to learn how to manage and cope with. Well, you know, when you were coming on the show, people started to email me questions. So I'd like to go to a question. This is a listener who lives in upstate New York and her mother, uh, who is uh, suffering Alzheimer's, is going to be moving in with her and the family. And she's worried about, uh, of course, not only her mom, but the holidays and then with the pandemic. Um, and so she's in overwhelm. She said, help, help. And so I said, well, I'll be talking to Dr. Kirsten today. Uh, what would be some things that you would offer her to maybe help her manage her overwhelm, knowing that she's dealing with her mom and the holidays and family and so on? Yeah, well, first, you know, my condolences because my yeah. my grandma had Alzheimer's. And so this is one of the, one of the reasons there's many people in my immediate family who have um, experienced many different types of mental health conditions and uh, that being one of them. And so it's one of the reasons why this is a really important topic to me, the mind-body medicine. Um, so, so first, you know, I want to acknowledge that piece because it's not, you know, it's not easy. And I also, um, through school, I, you know, kind of helped put uh, put myself through school by being a nurse aide. And I, I worked pretty closely with, uh, with those with dementia and Alzheimer's. And so I know how, you know, how that can really be just seeing someone, it impacts their personality. And so what, the first thing I would say is to, to not take anything personally, you know, because, because they are changing, right, from the person that you may remember. Um, and I know how, you know, it can just be really emotionally challenging to watch someone go through that process. Um, so the, the first thing is just, you know, to, to acknowledge and to not take on, you know, uh, that as, as being personal to you or your family members. Um, yeah, that's probably one of the toughest Parts of it yeah. is that emotional overwhelm that can come with watching someone go through that. So, um, and with that, making sure that you have some boundaries in place and a really good support system because um, you're one person. And, you know, if, if there are other people in your life who can help, right? Like, we need to uh, give ourselves, especially, you know, if you're living with someone, we need to have our own time and space to decompress, to ground. Um, so making sure that you have some of that time for yourself to be able to process and work through that. And that might look like a therapist or a counselor, um, but, but also having some other friends and family 
uh, nearby. This is, this is um, you know, that interactive layer of really making sure that our environment, right, is we have a safe place in our environment. Um, so, so setting some type of boundary of like, okay, this one room is off limits. Maybe this is like my safe space to, I can close the door. I can sit quietly. I can take a moment for myself. I can incorporate some breathing practices, right? Even when, you know, working with your loved one, um, incorporating in some of those breathing practices that you practice. The, the whole point of, of mindfulness and meditation is to be able to apply it in real time. <laughs> because if, you know, if we only, if we're only peaceful for those five, 10 minutes while we're meditating, right, it's not really, you know, it's great. It's still going to be beneficial to our health, but the, the real game changer is when we can start um, incorporating those moments into our real life. So during those kind of stressful situations, taking a pause, being able to um, remind ourselves that, you know, we're safe, we're here, we're present, taking those deep mm -hmm. belly breaths um, or doing a more physiological sigh, they call it, where, you know, it's a really quick um, breathing technique where you do two quick inhales and a long exhale, and it really only takes about three rounds of it. It's one of my favorite breathing techniques because when you're in those stressful situations, you know, we don't have time to do a 10 minute <laughs> uh, timeout, you know, all the time. So in real time, um, doing those more. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'm here. <laughs> so the physiological side is just, and you just do that three times and it can give you a moment of clarity in the moment, reminding yourself again, not to take whatever's going on personally. <laughs> and that's true for, you know, your situation and for many others right often when we're managing our energy with other people um, in our life uh, we have to remember that it's usually their stuff that they're dealing with even if it feels very personal so those would that would probably be where I would start for that particular um, situation okay. okay well thank you for that um, and she thanks you we are here with Dr. Kirsten DeWitt. She's a licensed naturopathic doctor and acupuncturist. She's one of our featured speakers for my upcoming health summit, January 14th to the 16th, 2022. We're going through Q&A and I have another question from a gentleman who is 45 years old and he just got over his COVID. He's been vaccinated. He got uh, he got COVID again, and um, he's really worried about um, going back to work, and his energy's a little low, and he's not feeling great. Now, he lives in uh, Los Angeles, California, and he's asking, what are some things that he can do to reduce his emotional and mental overwhelm, because he knows that he's got to go back to work, <clears throat> and he's not feeling 100% yet. Hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people are, um, you know, really struggling with this, this balance right between our, our physical health and our mental health and kind of getting back to the things that we, you know, used to do um, before the pandemic. Um, and so, and 
you know, especially for those who have actually, you know, who are going through the healing process with COVID, it can take quite a long time. Um, so the mm -hmm. first part is, you know, trying to, you know, cause this is something that I think we really struggle with as a, um, as a society, I hate to just throw that word society around, but I really do think that, you know, our work life balance, um, it's an area that we really struggle with. And so uh, the more people who kind of speak up about the, uh, about their mental health and setting those boundaries with work, kind of clarifying to work and just being honest with your, um, your boss and uh, your, you know, um, people that you work with that, mm -hmm. Hey, I'm still recovering. I'm still, you know, for many, the fatigue can take time to, uh, you know, to come out of. Um, so, so just communicating with your, you know, employer and who you're able to that, um, you know, I'm not quite back to hundred percent. I do want to get back to working, but I just might need some, uh, some more boundaries of like work cutoff times, taking a break, mm -hmm. right? I think one of the things that people have really kind of uh, forgotten is that, you know, like we need lunch breaks. <laughs> we need to actually take those, you know, some people oh. try to work through them or they just push it off, right? Like we need that time. So using that as mm -hmm. recovery time um, to, to actually either remove yourself or, you know, shut the door, like takes, take that time for yourself for recovery. And then of course the mm -hmm. foundations, uh, when we're, when we're in fatigue, like we need to, um, we need to really prioritize. This is like the time to really yeah. prioritize our sleep, our rest. Um, mm -hmm. and, and not just, you know, some people think of rest as like, uh, oh, like I'm resting, I'm watching TV, but then you're also like on social media and you're also like doing a million different things, right? Like rest should be rest. You should just be like allowing your mind to rest as well. Um, and the other thing that can come with returning to work is this, you know, the mind tends to go through the to-do list, especially when, if we've been away from work for a while, you know, that may have piled up a bit more. And so then some of that overwhelm can come from um, that ongoing to-do list. So what I would do in that case, which, you know, impacts many people's sleep as well. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. Um, sure. And so doing a brain dump, you know, I always recommend doing a brain dump, um, before going to bed if it's impacting mm -hmm. your sleep. So giving your mind time to really decompress. And I, I really suggest also doing this during the day, maybe either before you're starting the day or before you end work, um, doing a brain dump of all of the tasks that need to get done. And then being really deeply honest with yourself when you review that task list, that to-do list of, okay, what do I need to actually do? You know, what, what um, three things are most important that need to get done, uh, like 
this week, you know, like these need to actually get done <laughs> versus the other things, you know, they can, maybe they're distracting or maybe you can delegate them. Maybe, you know, they're not actually high priority, but they're just kind of sitting in the background because there are things that we put off. Um, so just being really honest while you review that list of what things really matter, you know, what things are really going to move the needle rather than getting caught up in these, um, more they seem urgent like checking our email checking our you know phone doing all these things um so just being honest about what things really matter right and then and then outside of work having those boundaries like when you leave work you leave work <laughs> you know you leave it you leave it at work um so allowing yourself to rest and really you know prioritizing that rest Okay, well, <clears throat> I know that's going to help him. Let's take a question from a patient of mine. She lives in Vancouver, British Columbia, and I've known her a long time. I've helped her vision, but she is suffering um, a situation where she's 75 years old. She lives alone, and she was out walking, and she fell, and she broke her wrist, her left wrist, and she needed emergency surgery. And so she can't drive, she can't cook, um, and her daughter lives all the way in Toronto, so uh, can't make it out. The, 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 the daughter's got uh, young kids. So she's asking, what are some things that she can do to reduce her emotional overwhelm? Uh, she's basically, you know, with one arm right now, it's gonna be that way for another couple of months. She is in physical therapy what what advice do you have for her yeah and you know this can this can be a hard right because we're we're not able to do the things that we had been doing maybe it sounds like not having as much of the support mm -hmm. system that we would like um and this is this is why uh the connection part is really important right because um i think through most of our, a lot of our lives, we kind of tell ourselves this belief of, I need to do it all on my own. And, and then we aren't really um, cherishing or cultivating relationships with others, like friendships and, you know, and we really need those friendships for, for times like this, where, you know, we're in a really tough place like sometimes we just really need to lean on someone um and so so this is you know i would really encourage that individual and everyone for that matter to really cultivate and nurture um relationships with others and understand that there is a give and take with relationships right there's times when we need support and we need help and that's just life it's not a weakness it's it's nothing like that it's just that's that's life we're we're meant to be um you know we're meant to support one another and to help one another um, and so that's, that's the first thing is just, you know, if, if it's been a while, you know, maybe, maybe there's people, you know, from prior work or, you know, prior connections, I would reconnect, I would reach out to those people and, and just reconnect. Um, the other part is, you know, if you're having a hard time finding people to reconnect with is to find a counselor or a therapist, someone that you can talk through some of these challenges with. Um, because, 
you know, for some, for some people, it, it can take some time to kind of recultivate those relationships. So having, okay. having someone else to reflect and to communicate, I think is really important. Um, the other part is to find, you know, of course, like gratitude is, you know, so talk, so well talked about and for a reason, because it can really change, help change our perspective and help reframe our situation. So, um, so trying to make a daily list of three, you know, it really, it doesn't have to be a lot, like just three things that you're grateful for, right? It's like, okay, my left wrist is injured, but like I have my right hands, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I can do with my right hand. I have my legs, right. I can walk. I can, I can, I can still, uh, get exercise and movement, which is a really great way to help manage our stress and our overwhelm is movement, especially when we feel more limited, um, reframing and focusing on the things that we can do, right? Like if, even if you're not, uh, even if it's your dominant, hand that is injured like okay well I can practice with you know this gives me a chance to practice with my other hand you know I can uh play around with this and just see how see how I do right or um you know it's it's a good time to kind of get creative and to to reframe it in a way that's like okay well well what can I do you know uh what what hasn't changed what what am I still able to, to, um, to manage? Right. Um, so just reframing in that way and trying to focus on one of the things that you, that you have, right. They can be as simple as like, I have shoes on my feet. I have a roof over my head. I have running water. Um, like I said, the other hand is, is perfectly fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just trying to reframe and, and, uh, think about like, okay, well, what, what can I do? And then, like I mentioned, reconnecting with, with others. And, um, even if it's just calling, calling your, your daughter or your loved ones to have more Mm -hmm. of that support and connection. Uh, that's really helpful to her. So she's really looking forward to, uh, seeing this podcast and, um, wow, that's great help, great information. So, um, Thank you. Uh, we're, we're here talking with Dr. Kirsten DeWitt, a licensed naturopathic doctor and acupuncturist. She's one of our featured speakers in my upcoming health summit. So we're coming down to the end, Dr. Kirsten, and how can people get in touch with you? What are the ways, the avenues, the channels that you are available to us? Yeah, so I would say the two, right now, at least the two main uh, ways that you can connect with me is on Instagram, which is Dr. Kirsten, as well as on my website, which is also Dr. Kirsten. I encourage you to sign up for my newsletter. I put out a monthly monthly newsletter, and that's where you can find out about workshops and upcoming events. so, and, you know, I'm always trying to, to bring value to people, whether it's, you know, ways to, to help manage with overwhelm or support your, mm-hmm. uh, your physical body, um, mm-hmm. things like that. So, so those are kind of the two main places. Great. Well, I certainly love your content. I follow you every day on Instagram and I feel really honored that you're going to be part of our, uh, workshop team. We have 15 speakers and 
I know people are really interested in what you have to say. You also do naturopathic consultations. Is that is that right? Yeah. And so on my website, you can find, you know, where you can book a discovery call with me to kind of learn what that process is like. Um, I, I like to work through that kind of three part process, generally starting with the inner self. Uh, working out to the the physical or the embodied self and then taking a look at our environment or the interactive self which you know includes like those relationships that we've talked about um so so that's how I love to to work with people um and you can find out more about that on my website excellent excellent well thanks so much for being a guest today and look forward to having you on the summit so ladies and gentlemen, that's our show today. I want to thank you for tuning in. And if you want to learn more about Dr. Kirsten, we'll put her contact information in the show notes. And you can also sign up for the summit either on my website, drsamburn.com, Facebook, Instagram, a lot of ways to get in touch with me. All right, everybody, until next time, take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.